0: This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them, because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. How's it going? Eh, I'm fine. How are you? I
1: literally just got out of the car and sat yeah. down here and re- am recording. Um, yeah, you did. I just got back from a technology conference and it was a ton of fun. Cool. Um one of the workshops I went to was about how to use podcasting in your classroom, and like <laughs> like how to build um, student podcasts and and let them like let their projects instead of essays be a podcast, which. I can see being really fun and requiring a oh lot of Oh my god,
0: please make this an assignment right? for kids. Right. Well, I'm going It'll be to be so
1: fun. I'm going to. I'm going to give them a few options, but that's going to be one of the options they can use. Um, I'm going to love it. It's but awesome. while I was in this workshop, oh, the lady who was leading it opened an app and she was like, and you can just pull music off this app and I was like, "No, no, no. No, you can't. No, that's called illegal." No. <laughs> please don't nope. tell people to do that cuz she was like like okay, so if it's gonna be in your classroom and nobody mm-hmm. can hear it, then sure, use all the copyrighted music you want. You're not making money yeah. off of it and it's not going on the airwaves. Right. But, but if at any point this thing might hit iTunes, y- you go on. Yeah. And so when I explained that, then this like 900 year old woman who probably had never heard a podcast before yelled at me about copyright laws. And I was like, okay, uh, she just, and so I, um, I finally had to tell a room full of educators that I am a podcast host. Not that I'm ashamed of it, but I wasn't going to open with that at the education convention. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but what resulted is that a few people were like, what's your podcast? I'll follow it. And I gave a disclaimer. I was like, no, it's not necessarily student friendly. And they were like, that's okay. So if any of you are here, shout out. And um, if you choose never to come back, that's also okay. Yes. We'll just judge you from a distance.
0: Yes. Well, so, A, I just want to point out, like, I'm not, a, well, first of all, you know this about me. Like, I'm a, I'm like a half, I'm like a quasi-sports fan, right? I like certain sports, but I really don't like baseball. Uh-huh. But the Astros are going to the World Series I again. I know. So, I'm drinking the Carbach Crawford box. Um, whatever that is, beer of theirs, it's that the Astros theme. So I like bought some. I was like, yay! You know, I'll be, I'll support Texas. And then also, I worked at a wedding yesterday, so you know my my bestie Erin is a florist. Uh huh.
1: She's a damn and good so, one too.
0: Yeah, she is. So yesterday, um, I went and worked a wedding with her. And first of all, I was very upset with her because <laughs> it's. It's October 20th now. It was the 19th yesterday. It was 93 degrees outside, which is not okay.
1: I did not sign up for all that.
0: But we go to this wedding. Of course, the ceremony is outside. So, and it's on this, it's at this little like amphitheater that's on the river. And so the sun just hits you. And so we're setting up the ceremony. And also, they're doing the river tours where they, they do the the boat. Through, you've been to San Antonio. I'm sure you've been on one. Yes. Um, and so every 30 seconds, there's a river tour boat that comes by. And they're like, do you know why this amphitheater was famous? Have any of you ever seen this before? And, and of course, the tourists would be like, no, we haven't. And then would be like, because it was in Miss Congeniality. Right. Every 30 seconds for, like, four hours. I never want to watch Miss Congeniality ever again. Which just is, on principle alone. Which is a travesty. <laughs> Yeah. Because that's a good um, movie. Yeah. So then we get everything set up. The wedding goes off. It's all perfect and beautiful. I sent you guys pictures. And um but what she neglected to tell us after slaving away in the hot sun for four hours is that the people getting married were like super like a super hot couple. And so all their friends were also super hot couples. So me and my our other friend are in like leggings and t shirts, sweating our faces off and all these hot people are walking around. Aaron, you and
1: I are about to have a conversation. Not you, not you. N- Florist Aaron. I know you all have nicknames for each other, but I refuse we to do. call her royalty after that. This could have been Aaron's big chance.
0: I was like, I literally look like a swamp demon. Like, I look like I crawled out of the river and up the the side of the amphitheater. (laughs) But it was fine. The wedding was beautiful. And now I have, look, I do have some beautiful flowers on my table. Oh, those are gorgeous. Yeah, I know. It really pays to be friends with a florist.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It pays in gigantic roses, but I'm here for it.
1: Listen, if, if you can't get gigantic roses, why even have friends? That's my
0: motto. Absolutely. Anyways.
1: <laughs> oh, hey. um, Welcome to Lifetime Sentence. I'm Paul.
0: Hi. I'm Erin.
1: And we are the people that we were last week. That's two weeks in a row. We got to switch it up again.
0: Oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> but you know what I do like? Earlier today, I read an article where they were talking about... Um, the Duchess Meghan Markle. And CNN spelled her name wrong. <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Probably more than I should have, but that's okay. Um, also, you know what I hate?
1: Um, ooh, men in bikini briefs.
2: Well, yes.
1: I used to date a
0: guy that wore bikini briefs, for real. Um, He's canceled. <laughs> he is canceled. We broke up like... Thirteen years ago. <laughs> He's literally canceled. He's way canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um this movie. Oh, is that good, huh? Yeah.
1: Well, I can't wait to tell you about the case. It hit all
0: the it hit all the high points that you know that I love, like rape and dead dogs. Beautiful.
1: That's like that's a seven and a half star review from Aaron already. <laughs> And you you can only go up from there.
0: No. <laughs> it was, ugh. But I didn't realize until I turned this movie on. But this movie starred, last week's star, Penelope Ann Miller. Really? Yeah. She plays Kathy. Um, oh, also, this movie's called Scared Silent. And I wish that I could just be silent about it, but I will. Not, I can't. So, very unfortunate. Um. Anyways, Penelope Ann Miller plays Kathy. So I went back through IMDb and tried to find some things that you didn't talk about last week. Um, Of course, she was in the college admission scandal, though. I have to uh, mention that.
1: The only thing that Um, matters.
0: She was in Carlito's Way. Oh, yeah. She's been in Riverdale. Has she? Yeah. And she's also in another Lifetime movie that we'll be covering at some point about Joyce Mitchell. Do you know who she is? No. She was, like, a prison worker in New York who helped, like, a bunch of guys, like, a guy seduced her, and she, like, helped him and his friends escape from the prison.
1: I thought that was the name of the, like, Christian self-help lady who gets you rich. I think that's
0: Joyce Meyer.
1: Oh, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, um, Reed Diamond, he plays Doug. Um, he was in that uh, Brad Pitt movie Moneyball. Um he's been in Designated Survivor, Billions, and that um show feud about uh Bette Midler and Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um we have Lisa who spells her name with two eyes, but that's not her fault, that's her parents' fault. Um Repo Martel, she plays Carol, and she was in Lars and the Real Girl, um, the English patient, and one of my like favorite 80s movies, Cocktail. Really? Have you ever seen Cocktail? I have. (laughs) It's absolutely ridiculous, but really good. Um, Finally. Oh, no, not finally. We also have Andrew Jackson.
1: The president?
0: No, sadly not. (laughs) He plays... John McCrane, but a guy this douchey cannot have a name as closely associated with John McLean from Die Hard as this one is, so I just call him O.D. or Officer Douchebag. Great. Um, He was in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Christmas Next Door, from the, I'm sorry, that one was on Hallmark. It was with Jesse Metcalf a couple years ago.
1: Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about.
0: Oh, Countdown to Christmas starts next Friday. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped yes um and then he was also in a movie or it's a movie or a tv show called corn and peg have you ever heard of this you're a teacher no it's an animated series about unicorns
1: what does me being a teacher have to do with any of those words you just said in that order
0: you are around children right (laughs) but you
1: have a child you're a mom my
0: child is a teenager
1: i teach teenagers
0: You've always taught teenagers, though, have
1: you? Yeah, I've always taught 6th through 12th grade.
0: Fine. Never mind, then. God. Finally, we have Shannon Lawson. She plays Camille. She was in a movie called Sleeping Dogs Lie. Another one called The War Between Us. And she brings us our Pornhubber TV this week. She was in a movie called Dick. Go.
1: Oh, that's actually... um... I have seen that and I can't even remember the premise of it. It's an early nineties or like mid nineties movie. Late nineties. Um, okay. Um, and I feel like Dick's the president mm-hmm. or some politician and they're like sticking it to Dick. And I just remember like they're in bikinis and hold up protest signs.
2: Mm-hmm. So yes.
1: I have actually seen this movie when I was much younger and that's that all a I remember it. Terrible <laughs> recollection. I <know.
0: laughs> Um So yeah, this movie stars nineties queens Kirsten Duns and Michelle Williams, Uh who play two girls on a White House tour who break away from the tour in an attempt to meet president Nixon.
1: Yes. (laughs) That was the next thing is I almost said it was Nixon. And I was like, no, don't be an idiot. It was, I was not an idiot for once.
0: Only once. Congrats. Um, We open with grainy F- blue footage of a police badge. I love grainy blue footage. And the title card comes up and it's like, whoosh, scared. Whoosh, silent.
1: Wow. It's very
0: dramatic. <laughs> and oh, we open with a joke. Are you ready for the joke?
1: No, but okay.
0: What do you call it when a Minnesota gopher marries a badger?
1: I have no idea.
0: I don't know either, but it's illegal in 12 states. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I just <laughs> said it was a joke.
1: <laughs> I'm leaving all that dead air in so that our listeners can also suffer.
0: Stop looking at me like I wrote the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, we're at a wedding in the middle of the goddamn tundra. Um,
1: Okay, that's now two weddings you complained about. First, it was too hot. Now it's too cold. What is wrong with you? Pick it, Goldilocks, find your perfect temperature and get over it.
2: Wow.
1: That
0: (laughs) That came out way more heated. (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. That's I've been in a car for five hours.
0: Um, The man giving the toast at the wedding says he's never been happier to see two people getting married, even if Doug is from Wisconsin. So he hates Wisconsin, too? He does. Because this movie is set in Minnesota.
1: This guy can't be half bad.
0: Nope. Everyone toast to Doug moving to where he's always belonged, Minnesota. The bride and groom dance really badly and then take pictures in the snow like you do, I guess. I don't know. I don't live in a place where it snows.
1: Um,
0: You and I have
1: both taken crazy pictures in snow, I'm sure, because it happens once in a millennia here.
0: Yeah, but we're talking like... You and I are talking about crazy pictures in, like, an inch of snow, and these people are taking crazy pictures in, like, two feet of snow. That much snow doesn't even exist. Don't lie to me. It does, indeed. I, I'm going to ask Anna to send you a picture. Um, then they run through the crowd of their guests, and everyone waves goodbye while they ride off happily ever after in a police truck.
1: A police truck?
0: hmm Great. Cut back to real life. Question: The bride is. mm -hmm.
1: Does your happily ever after involve a police truck?
0: No. Does anybody? Not even a little bit. I mean, I guess this lady's. Okay. Um, The bride is working in the diner, serving Doug, her new husband, coffee. She says she found a great place for them to honeymoon, Hawaii. But Doug's like, "No, you can't fish off a surfboard, and I don't really like flowered shorts."
1: Those are actually the two reasons I hate Hawaii, too. <laughs> but in the opposite order, flowered shorts come first.
0: Right. But uh, the bride, who up until now is nameless, and I will tell you when she gets a name. Um, she just, like, re- leans over the counter and she's like, I don't think you'll have much time for surfing anyways. Wink, wink. And they start to make out in public in a cafe where she's working. Casual. Like you do. But grandma. She said comes flowered in with the-
1: shorts and she got hot and bothered real fast.
0: Yeah. yeah, but grandma comes in with bride's son, so they decide not to have sex on the counter in front of everyone. Oh good. Um we meet someone named Carol who calls the bride's son the quote cutest and the sweetest and the only good thing to come out of his mom's first marriage. To his child face.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, kid, your
0: dad's a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> real encouraging. Thanks.
0: The bride tells Carol that it doesn't matter because Brian, her son, will be Doug's kid any day now because they filed the adoption paperwork with the state and they gush about how much everybody loves Doug. So I'm assuming that this is going to work out perfectly. And it does, but not in the way that I thought it was. Um, Doug is also apparently starting a second business because he feels so strongly about putting Brian through school. And it's like really hard to make ends meet in a small town when you're the police chief. I guess. I guess. Um, so they, there's more gushing about how much everybody loves Brian. Um, or no, everybody loves Doug. Everyone loves Brian, too, but he's a kid, so, you know. Later, the bride reads Brian a book, and she and Doug talk about police cases, like you do when you're married to a cop, I guess.
1: I probably would.
0: He mentions that one of the cases he's been working on is going to be passed off to some new guy with the county who's named John McCrane and the bride who is standing in the kitchen facing like out the window goes wide-eyed and then falls on the floor sobbing and I was like "Ooh, is that her ex like Ooh. right um and it takes Doug a minute to realize that there's something wrong because he's talking to her from the computer room which is so 90s I love it <laughs> um, but I still don't know what's wrong because we just cut to the next morning oh good Anyways, oh, Kathy. Her name is Kathy. This is when she gets a name. Oh,
1: finally.
0: (laughs) Um, Doug is getting ready for work while Kathy lays in bed and shivers. Um, Doug asks again what's wrong with her, and Kathy says it's fine. She just has cramps. Totes, normal. Go to work. Have a good day. Um, From the diner, she calls the sheriff's office and asks the desk lady if the church potluck is this Sunday or next Sunday. And, like, while I have you on the phone, like, what's up with this new guy working for the sheriff's department is he the same guy that worked here 13 years ago and the front desk lady is like i i don't know i i I don't have a single clue and so she's like oh it's fine i'll totally just ask doug later no big deal bye and so um uh, we cut immediately to a bunch of cheerleaders standing outside a school talking to a police officer he's asking them to do cheers for him which Maybe without the music behind it wouldn't seem so creepy, but I'm not so sure about that.
1: I don't think it wouldn't be creepy in any no. situation.
0: Kathy pulls up outside the school in her car, and she's watching them. She clamps her hand over her mouth and cries, because I guess it's the same dude. So she goes to pick Carol up from her job at the Chicken Corporation.
1: Th- that's what it's called? Yeah. <laughs>
0: That is the name of the business on the door, the Chicken Corporation.
1: If you work for the Chicken Corporation, please send us an email. I want to know what your job entails. Like, I know people who work at Pilgrim's Pride, and I know people, or Pilgrims, I mean, I know people who work all kinds of places that involve chickens, but never the Chicken Corporation.
0: So Carol like, gets in the car and she's like, oh my god, you know how annoying it is to type the word chicken 75 times a day? But um, Kathy just turns to her and says, he's back. And then Carol starts to cry too and I'm like, damn.
1: This ex really messed her up.
0: I have no context, but like, fuck this guy already. I don't like him. Right? Um, Kathy says they have to tell and Carol's like, no way. We promised we'd never tell. And she starts to get out of the car, but Kathy's like, I already saw him at the high school talking to the girls. So they agree to tell Doug. So they go home and they sit down and talk to Doug and they tell him that, um, this guy had been coming to the football games and telling the cheerleaders that it was his quote sworn duty as a police officer to protect them from high school boys.
1: Um, okay, sir. Sit down. Um,
0: He'd also hang out with them at the drive-in and I'm like, what is this grown ass man doing hanging out with a bunch of teenagers? That's weird. I don't need any
1: anyone to paint me a picture to tell me what's going on.
0: Um so then she says two weeks after graduation, um the guy pulled her over and told her he had something back at the station to show her. The police station was closed, which Do police stations close? <laughs> um the
1: so yeah yes and no, um because you know my dad was a cop, so yeah. like you there's not like hours for you to go into offices and stuff, so there mm-hmm. might be someone working the front desk and that's it, but uh, you know, and then like dispatch dispatching the way back, but
0: oh no no, this place was like lights off, doors locked, closed,
1: yeah, no, fuck that
0: <laughs> so um she's like, I felt really weird. Um, but it was a cop, so I followed him And he shows her the new soda machine Like down in the basement And then he violently, violently rapes her While she screams Excuse me, I did not sign up for this Yeah, I uh, thought he was then, excited about a coke machine okay. no. And then I don't know what happened next Because I fast forwarded it like two minutes um, I press play on him Putting his fingers to his lips And saying, shh like, he's talking to a baby. No. And I was like, oh, nope. Um, then he left her there in the dark, closed police station, which seems stupid if you've just committed a crime. But yes. who am I to tell you what to do with your life? You um, know, they say
1: the closer you are to the police station, the like greater likelihood you are of getting away with a crime because the cops are usually further out. But I didn't think they meant, like, in the police, in the police station. station. Yeah.
0: Um. So Doug, like, grabs her hand and he says he's so glad that she told him, especially since she's been carrying this secret alone for 13 years. But Kathy says it's not just her. She's not alone. And she looks at Carol. But Carol won't even tell him what happened to her. Oh, no. She says she hasn't even told her own husband or even her mother. So... Doug tells her to go home and see if she can work up the courage to tell her husband. Because if she can't, then there's no way that she would ever be able to, like, testify in court. Um, So she goes home, and I already don't like her husband, Todd. Like, sorry. Um, he, like, walks into the living room where Carol's sitting, like, totally spaced out. And he's like, hey, we're out of beer. And, like, really, could you get the bottles next time? I don't like the cans. Or...
1: Fuck yourself.
0: Carol's like, yeah, sure. And then she tells him, like, which I can understand this would be like catching you off guard. She's like, so I was raped. And her husband's like, um, what? <laughs> um, so she tells him it was the night of their graduation. She'd been drinking and, um, Kathy put her to bed because this is timeline wise before he raped Kathy.
1: Oh,
0: okay. But I guess she didn't tell her until after. So, um, she had told... So Kathy had, like, put her to bed and asked, um... Officer Douchebag to check in on her and make sure that she was okay. So Carol wakes up and realizes she's being raped because she's pressed up against the wall and this dude is, like, having sex with her. No! Um... Todd is still sitting there with his mouth open and his can of beer. And, um, so we go back to her flashback and Officer Douchebag comes back into the room and tells her happy graduation before he leaves.
1: No, for real?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Todd asks her if she's sure that this happened since she was passed out.
1: Great.
0: Um... And she says that, yes, she's sure. And he's like, well, he won't be in town all the time. And hopefully he's grown up by now. I'm sure he's better now. And Todd, you can take those bottles of beer and stick them where the sun don't shine, buddy. What the hell? Yeah. Carol tells Todd that Doug already knows. And Todd is like, oh, my God. We just took out a second mortgage and we have a child. This rape is really starting to ruin my day. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so done. (laughs) Kathy and Carol talk and Carol says she can't go public with it. She's not going to file charges. So Kathy tells Carol that um, when she was keeping it a secret, she almost committed, uh, completed suicide after the rape. So keeping it inside clearly didn't work. And so they need to go public. Doug comes in and tells them both that OD, officer douchebag, has had eleven jobs in the last eighteen years.
1: That's not suspicious at all.
0: Doug also called one of his old bosses and said there there were uh sexual misconduct allegations against a former officer of his, and the guy was like, "Oh, do you mean officer douchebag, man? I haven't thought about that guy in years. How is that guy? No, is he doing good, yeah. <laughs> i don't mean to laugh but
1: damn this crap this crap happens all the time it's kind of like this same idea of um dr a- death yeah exactly dr death and angels of death that just get transferred hospital to hospital like get new jobs at different hospitals because it's easier to just push them push them on than to do the paperwork yep
0: so Doug says he's going to track down, um, some, try to track down some other victims and try to build a case. But he has to make sure that Kathy and Carol are on board because um, he will go all in on this, but there's no halfway. So they're both like, yep, let's do this. Yay, team. So Kathy and Carol meet later, and the other ladies talk to Doug and confirm the stories, but they don't want to go public. Um, also, more bad news. Kathy and Carol are both outside the statute of limitations. So there's really not a lot that they can do. Why
1: is there a statute of limitations? Like if you do a crime and get away with it, you should not then be rewarded by being really fucking sneaky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like who does that statute protect? They asked that maybe this week on my favorite murder. And I've been yeah. wondering that since then, like who does that protect except for, Except for the culprit of a really heinous crime.
0: I can see, like, in some cases of, like, maybe, like, property damage or, like, burglary. But somewhere where, like, there was a human victim.
1: Aggravated assault charges of any kind should not have a statute yeah. of limitations. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I'm just like. any kind Because, you know, some things, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, that's Timmy. He broke into my house when he was eight years old and now i want to prosecute him now that he's 55 you know but <laughs> i don't know i don't make these decisions it's probably a good thing because i don't know anything um so doug and kathy decide to take the file anyways to the county police where he's where od is working now right so they go and they like talk to him And he's like oh bummer So this is like outside the statute of limitations And also it just doesn't seem Like something he would do Because have you met him he's like a super chill guy And also he's a church Dinkin and um Doug's like uh dude he's a Rapist um And the county police guy is like Allegedly
1: <laughs> No <clears throat> I'm I'm about to walk away from this mic And let you tell the story without me <laughs> I'm pissed.
0: Then he tells Doug that he has a... Oh, this county asshole tells Doug, You know, Doug, you have a pretty new wife.
2: Which, first of all... you
0: <laughs> And a new security company, and you're really on a roll. And wouldn't it suck if you hurt uh, OD's family and dragged him through the mud only to be wrong?
1: Oh, hell no.
0: Do you really want to do that? And so while all this is happening, OD comes in like and can see them through the window of the offices because these offices all are like just covered in windows, which is not how offices should work. Um So she
1: Food just appears.
0: Yeah. Here, shut up. <laughs> um, um so Kathy catches his eye, and then she turns around and tells County Asshole that if, she does, if he doesn't put someone on this case, she'll go to t- Channel 5 and tell them everything she knows.
1: And 4, and 3, and 2, and 1. <laughs> Don't try me.
0: Yeah. So, Kathy is at work later, and someone from the Minnesota Bureau of Investigation comes in to talk to her. Um, meanwhile, County Asshole is talking to OD about the allegations, which is pretty not cool. Right? My hey, police?
1: listen, bro, like, the funniest thing happened today. <laughs> I was just sitting at my desk. It was so funny. You're not going to believe this. And two women walked in and said, you raped them. Isn't that fucking crazy, man? <laughs> that is so funny. Like, how do you just casually have this conversation?
0: I don't know. So he also refers to the sexual assault of two, at the time, teenage girls as, quote, diddling a couple of girls. So that's a thing that happened.
1: Okay, so I often call masturbation diddling your skittle, <laughs> <laughs> and and when people like like I, I can't read, <laughs> I read a news story one time about like a public masturbator and it was to somebody that I was trying to tell the story to somebody who was so conservative I couldn't even find it in myself to say that he was a public masturbator so I, I was like he diddled his skittle in public and they were like what and I was like he's a skittle diddler he's a skittle diddler <laughs> and to this day that is the term that I prefer <laughs> oh my god
2: I can't oh okay um.
0: So Od responds like, "Wow, okay. I mean, I was sowing my wild oats back then, but honestly, I get cop groupies a lot."
1: And I and mean, co- I mean and County Asshole,
0: who by the way is bald and probably like sixty-five, is like, "Don't we all?" <laughs> no, you don't.
1: <laughs> Yikes. Um... Yeah, all of them are canceled
0: Mm-hmm. Don't worry, they get what's coming to them. That's eventually. Um... So then while his back is turned, the OD sneaks a peek into the file to find out who reported him. No! Then OD just apologizes profusely for all this trouble that's being stirred up because of him, even though he did never do- has never done anything wrong in his whole life. Um and county asshole says he believes cops and it's just too bad that Doug doesn't
1: um oh, i'm i have nothing to say yeah
0: i hope this guy's dick freezes off see
1: i was going to say i hope he was ripped of his skittles but but i was going to let that pass and you yeah. just you just intoned exactly what i was thinking but probably more eloquently than i could have
0: <laughs> or that he's run over by a rogue snowplow, which Anna assured me would be a very painful way to die. Good, so good. Um, Doug and Kathy are at the MBI office, and they have definitely not done their job. So yay! Um, I really had high hopes for this guy. Um, he also mentions that Od read the file, and Doug's like, "Are you kidding me? Am I the only cop in Minnesota that knows how to do my job? Anybody? Anybody? Just me? Okay."
1: Bueller? Bueller? <laughs>
0: Um, he rips the n b i officer a new asshole who then I can't totally hate him because he then makes what may be the most interesting reference to the fact that he's a person of color that I've ever heard. Oh no, he says quote, I'm one person covering four counties, and in case you haven't noticed, I don't sunburn as easily as everyone else here, okay, <laughs> I can get on board with that, yeah, um. He says if they have someone that was assaulted inside the statute of limitations, he'll help investigate. But otherwise, he's out. Um, Kathy goes to Carol to tell her that OD knows who they are. Um, I guess I miss that they put him on paid leave. I totally miss that part. Um, So Carol flips out and loads her gun and sticks it under the couch cushions. And I'm like, didn't your husband say you guys have kids? Like, hmm. Okay, kids,
1: for no apparent reason, you can no longer sit on the couch. It's just, <laughs> it's just. I washed it yesterday, and I really don't need you to make it dirty again, so just no couch sitting for six to nine years.
0: <laughs> that voice was something. <laughs> um, so, um... Kathy's at her mom's diner working, and Doug shows up because O.D. has resigned, and this apparently ended the investigation, because that's how crime works. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine, like, John, John Gotti's like, oh, I resigned from the from the mob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sorry about that.
2: We're
0: so, we're so sorry, Mr. Gotti. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Do you know who took your place by chance? <laughs> Did you leave a letter of recommendation or like yeah. a... <laughs> any? Any lead we can follow at all. Oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> so Kathy's like, let's put an ad in the paper and see if anybody else has ever been assaulted. And Doug's like, okay, let's do it. So
1: <laughs> Currently seeking two
0: to four women... <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you put this hat? I'm going to tell you. Oh, no. So they, they write an open letter that gets published in the paper trying to find any other victims. Um, this swiftly goes awry when... Um,
1: I don't know people- how it possibly could...
0: When people around town stop using their security service and they get a bad rap around town from the other cops, they're like, he's making allegations against the cop. He doesn't believe police. Like, not all police, right? Hashtag. We should start a hashtag. Um, So, OD, on his new police job, gets called into his boss's office. His boss, who's a real... I don't have gym. another word. I use asshole, douchebag. I don't have anything else. So he's let's go gym. for
1: irony, Jim.
0: He's a real gem. Yeah, he like offers him a jelly bean, and he talks about shooting this thing that's on his wall with the with the governor. Um, and then um, he's like, "Oh, so LOL." I totally read this paper thing, and it looks like they're offering you five thousand dollars to take and pass a polygraph. And he's like, "Yeah," and. He's like, I didn't do anything. It's fine. And so the do boss is like, well, a good lawman. Um, a good lawman does the right thing. So I want you to take the polygraph. And then with your $5,000, you can take me out to lunch in Miami. So OD's like, LOL, totally. But he knows he's completely fucked.
1: No way.
0: Except he's not. And we'll get to it. No. Um, Kathy and Doug are fighting about the whole thing and the phone rings. It's a woman who wants to come to their house and talk to them about the open letter in the paper. Um, this lady Camille works in a diner where OD and his loser friends hang out. They show him flirting with her, which is really just him like inappropriately touching her while she tries to work. Um, and then, like, grabbing her hands and stuff. So she tells them that he showed up at her house one night and forced her to give him a blowjob. Just cash. Cash, yep. Um, so Doug and Kathy are like, so when did this happen to you? Like, how long ago? And she says, oh, about eight months ago.
1: That's not in the statute, right? Like, we're not limited, right? no okay good so they
0: explain the statute to her which is nine years and they say they ask if she could testify and she's like no way like there's no way i could testify i can't do it i'm sorry and she goes (sighs) leave kathy follows her to ask her to please reconsider that she and carol will be there the whole time and even though they can't speak in court they can stand behind her and support her so she agrees. So they go to the MBI and the officer's like, fine, I guess I'll do my job. Oh, so annoying. And um, but then he stops and he's like, wait, I'm not in charge of that county. You have to go to that county. No, because the county where Camille lives is also now the county where O.D. works.
1: Convenient.
0: Yeah. So Carol, Kathy and Camille all go to the county's office. The dude in charge opens an investigation and assigns a guy named Dick Carter to investigate. No and I was way. like I really hope you don't turn up that you don't live up to your name, but he does. So.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: <sighs> so Dick tells OD about the investigation and how it will probably end up going to a grand jury and then asks if there's anyone else he should talk to. And we cut to a lady cop. Um, they interview her and she's like, no, I'm totally unaware of any sexual misconduct. Um, so after they let her go, she goes to, like, the police locker room, where O.D. is just casually skulking behind a corner waiting for her. No. He thanks her for watching his back and says, maybe I'll come over later. She, no. She gets all weird, and she's like, I won't be home later. And he was like, huh, I was just joking. And then he laughs away. La- he walks away laughing like a lunatic. So that's cool.
1: Mm-mm, not a fan.
0: I guess she decides to tell on him Because she goes to meet with the other women and talks about um, what happened to her. So he came over to her house one morning, unannounced, to, quote, go over paperwork. And then when she wouldn't let him in because she was freshly out of the shower and, like, her hair was wet and stuff, he called her unprofessional and then forced his way in and raped her.
1: Oh, you know... That's what I also do when people are behaving unprofessionally by not letting me in when they're dripping wet and butt ass naked. God, Um, you monster. Open this door.
0: Yeah. So meanwhile, Kathy has found an attorney to represent all of them. She goes to see him and he gives her the rundown of all the horrible things rape victims have to go through in order to testify against their attackers. And huh. Why don't more people report when they've been raped? Yeah, I don't know. I can't figure it out. I don't know. The world Um, may never know. He basically tells her that this is going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to her. And she's like, "Um, yep, all these things are basically already happening. So we're good. Let's do this. Um, We cut to the grand jury hearing where Odie's lawyer is being a real fuckhead.
1: I couldn't Um, imagine that that would come next.
0: When O.D. gets on the stand and cries that he never forced anyone to have sex with him, but maybe he made mistakes about people he thought were into him when they weren't. But he's a deacon at church now, and he fell away from the Lord, but he came back. And if this grand jury can just help him get through this, that will be it for him. He's a good and gentle man, but maybe he did some consensual things that he now regrets. But God can totes forgive him, and so they should, too.
1: Okay, buddy.
0: So they don't indict him. No!
1: I'm not enjoying this movie.
0: Kathy chases the uh, prosecuting lawyer down in the hallway and screams that he just released a monster into their own backyard. He's like, cool, whatever, bye, and then walks away. Um, At the diner, Doug's pouring everyone coffee, and they're going over the case, and their attorney says that as far as he can tell, the prosecutor didn't even explain the standard of proof needed to indict him. Okay because they're all like they all work together
1: that's a leg we can stand on Uh, oh i was hoping
0: he says they're dead in criminal court but um they can go after him in civil court um kathy's like very insistent that she wants his badge like she wants him to not be a police officer anymore um everyone's tired and they want to quit but kathy gives him a pep talk about how they can't give up because he's going to keep doing it since he's literally gotten away with it in a court of law. Um, and we get our edit of the week because this is just too great. Okay. We see the County asshole, OD's new boss, the prosecutor from the grand jury, all yucking it up and having a good time in their respective offices and in one men's room, but that's fine. Um, until a young man walks in and serves them all papers with phrases like "Here's your subpoena," yeah, "You're being you're being deposed." Like <laughs> it was just like uh, Mean Girls, the Christmas scene, uh huh, but with uh, subpoenas instead of candy canes. That's for for you, county asshole. You go, county asshole. Um, finally, he serves OD himself, and we cut to the depositions where his new boss. I cannot. This was the twist that I really can't get over still. So his new boss, the one that shot the thing on the wall Uh and offered him jelly beans and was like, oh, you should totally take this polygraph because, you know, whatever. You're a good cop or whatever. Um, He spills the beans that OD did, in fact, take a polygraph test. And And he failed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so they just like uh, tucked that little guy away. Didn't tell anybody. <clears throat>
1: I'm so happy right now.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like their first day in law enforcement. They're like, "What do we do with this test? It didn't go the way we wanted it to, huh?" Ah, just shred it. It's fine. Um, they need do I get help. to have a retake? No. Then he tears about, apart County asshole for giving him the investigation file to begin with. Um, all of this questioning is happening with these four women sitting next to them, listening to how badly these guys fuck this up for them. Right. Um, then they bring in OD. The ladies all stare him down while their attorney rips him a new one. Um, he continues to deny the charges. And then we cut to what I thought was a jury, but it turns out to be a mock jury. They're discussing the case and they victim blame a lot about how easy it is to say no. And it's just so hard to tell if he's a rapist or not. How do you tell?
1: Well, okay. So I walked in the room and I said, rapist say what? And he didn't say what? So (laughs) he's really got me.
0: So they vote in OD's favor. Of course. Um, Kathy is at home trying to figure out what they can do. So she fires up the Google machine. Um, while she's doing this, her mother, like, pulls up outside with a grocery bag full of apples, which is so Minnesota. Like. <laughs> um, but she drops her bag of apples when she finds the dog murdered on the front stoop. No. And Lifetime. We've talked about the dogs. The dogs get to live. Um, they bury the dog who was poisoned. Doug says he can't protect them anymore and he's going to resign from his job and then move them back to Wisconsin. Kathy sobs partly because she feels bad for ruining his career and probably a little because she doesn't want to move to Wisconsin. Wow. Yes. So as a result of her Google search, Kathy meets with a clinical psychologist named Dr. Nancy, who they're going to interview for the civil trial. She talks about sexual assault victims and why they do not report assault. Dr. Nancy wins the world. Dr. Nancy for president. Um, she, we cut to her being interviewed by Od's attorney and explaining why assault victims behave the way that they do, because they don't think that people will believe them. I
1: can't, what? What? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's probably just because women are emotional and men can never get raped. Periods, and
0: her emails. Periods and
1: her emails.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um. <laughs> and biblically,
1: because she ate the fruit. That's right. The apple that's right not just any fruit
0: <laughs> um Kathy goes home after all this and she finds Doug sitting and watching Brian sleep um they're getting ready to move the next day and also he's like by the way there's like one more adoption paper and then it's done then he's gonna be my son and they're one big happy family and it's a freaking adorable." <sighs> and then we cut to the actual civil trial the judge orders mediation because he's the worst. Um, we cut to them, like the attorney, Scott, going like in and out of mediation meetings. Um, he's He comes out of one finally, and he starts talking about money. He's like, oh, they increased their offer by $15,000. But the ladies are not interested until Scott says that they also agreed that all the court records would be unsealed in public domain. Okay. Plus, so it's like searchable by anybody. Right plus he has an extra surprise he pulls od's badge out of his pocket and gives it to kathy
1: she literally got his badge
0: yep saying that he resigned and kathy's like yeah but can't he just get another job somewhere else and he's like no like now that this is public there's not a chance in hell any of him any other law enforcement um agency will ever hire him ever again so he's like, we won. We did it. Um, everyone's happy. Everybody hugs. Music swells. They run down the courtroom stairs. And Attorney Scott's like, I'm going to talk to the judge, but meet me down the street for margaritas. And so um, they walk outside and Kathy sees Odie's attorney talking to him about how totally screwed he is. Like, literally, they're like, you're going to need to file for bankruptcy and also, like, sell your house. <laughs> um So Kathy, like, walks up to him and says, quote, I just want you to know we've set aside $10,000 for you when you finally realize you need help. He stares at her, gawk-faced, and they walk down the stairs together and say, let's go. It's time we all had some fun. The
1: end. Oh. Yeah. At least it's got a kind of satisfying ending.
0: It was not satisfying. I wanted to see that guy go to jail. I know.
1: I want to see him burn, but. Yeah. Do we still burn people at stake, or is that just women?
0: Don't well, it was always just women, but we don't.
1: Oh, Dr. Sarah says we've never burned anyone in the U.S.
0: Yeah,
1: witches were were hanged in Salem. (laughs) Sorry,
0: hanged. Sorry, I love it. (laughs) Okay, please leave that in. I will.
1: All right, so, um, the good news is from. What I can tell, and from what many, many others can tell, this is one of those instances where Lifetime used the words inspired by a true story to mean, Mm -hmm. like, one time they heard that there was a woman who was raped, and then one time they heard that there's a person called a police officer, and then they stitched those two things together and just kept multiplying. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear the bad news? That this has kind of happened. This is kind of currently happening. So it's only 17 years ahead of its time. Boo! I hate it already. Okay. Yep. So Wilkes Bar, maybe Bear, you know, one can never know. B A R R E, is a city in Pennsylvania with a population of about 40,000 people. Um, and it's not far from Scranton, which is really the only place I care about in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, so in January, 2019, it was reported that a Wilkes-Barre police officer faces allegations that he sexually assaulted four women while on duty, according to charges filed by the state police. Awesome. I knew that's what you were going to say, because that's how I felt. Mm. Um, so Robert M. Collins was, is 53 years old and he was arrested by the state police earlier this year. Um, he served as, um, the department's community policing officer until he left his role. Um, and he's accused of assaulting women between 2013 and 2014. So I was like, maybe at first I was like, maybe this is like old hat that they are making into, like, like maybe people at Mm -hmm. Lifetime heard about this case, but no, this is 2013. Um, Offering them the opportunity to avoid criminal charges by engaging in sexual acts with him.
0: Oh, I'd be like, oh, honey, take me to jail. Hmm.
1: Um, so he was arraigned and um set uh, held with a bail of hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Um, what's
0: this guy's name again?
1: Robert M. Collins. yep um he did volunteer to take a polygraph test which he claims he passed but um he does not elaborate on that which is just like me saying yes i definitely have a million dollars in my bank account oh so do i yeah we've both said it so Mm -hmm. you have to believe it now um so the police chief said that Collins, who was a 12-year veteran of the Fourth force, was uh, placed on paid leave until the investigation could be completed. Um, and then my favorite is one of the articles I read quoted the mayor of Wilkes-Barre. And he says, quote, it's inappropriate for me to comment. It's ongoing and it's an outside agency. Once we get the paperwork, we'll do an internal investigation, and then he adds, "It happened in thir- two thousand thirteen, several years before this administration." So he's like, "Don't put my name in this. Was not involved." He's like, "Vote for me." <laughs> Remember, I'm the one investigating, not the one who hired well, him. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so, um. Most of this information I got from, I think it's a local newspaper to them called the Times Leader. Um, And of course, because victims of sexual crimes or alleged sexual crimes are not, um, their identities are never made public. And so, um, they did provide, um, the four allegations that were brought up against him. Mm -hmm. So, um. In 2012, uh, the, so the first woman reports that in 2012, a 30 year old woman, um, reported being robbed by several individuals in an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. She told the authorities that Collins showed up to the scene in a marked police cruiser. So this is important because he switches between marked and unmarked cars, according to their allegations, um. The woman told the police that Collins offered her a ride home, and while in the car, he um, he told her that since he was so nice in giving her a ride home, she should give him a blowjob. Which is, like, not how I thought police or Ubers work, but maybe oh. I don't know anymore.
0: Although, if you really want to, like, never take an Uber again, listen to this week's Whining Crime. Okay. I deleted my app. After. Um,
1: so she refused and got out of the vehicle that time. Good girl. Three weeks later, during a child custody violation, he arrived at the scene and told the same woman that he would put her daughter's father in jail. If she agreed to give him oral sex this time. Oh my God. So like, listen, I gave you a ride home and you were not grateful at all. This dick's not going to suck itself, but I will arrest your baby daddy. If you, uh, you take care of me and I'll take care of you. Like, what a monster. Hate it. Um, she still refused. So then in August of 2013, the same woman was pulled over by an unmarked police car that he was driving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she said Collins made her get out of the car and he patted her down. And then told her that he wouldn't arrest her. If she performed oral sex on him. And this time she agreed. um, He. Pushed her down. And said put it in your mouth. And unbuttoned his pants.
0: Which, you know. Sometimes when that's like a porn. It's okay. When it's real life. It's not okay.
1: No. Also dude. If you have asked for a blowjob and then you have to give step-by-step directions, I think you're doing it wrong.
0: (laughs) Oh, have you seen the new Nikki Glaser comedy special on Netflix?
1: Not yet. It's in my my queue.
0: Where she she talks about girls that um, like giving blowjobs or just girls that have been told that they're good at it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the funniest shit.
2: (laughs)
1: So... Um, after it was over, he drove her, like a gentleman, halfway home.
2: Whoa! Excuse
0: me. Um, I'm going to go look this guy up.
1: <laughs> um, he informed her not to tell anyone about what had occurred and that he could always go back and file charges on her.
0: I'd be like, oh my God, but aren't you my boyfriend now?
1: Right? I can see the love in your eyes right now, Aaron, but don't <laughs> worry, there are three more stories to talk about.
0: I hate this.
1: Um so the second woman in December of 2013 or 2014, it's a little unclear. A 36-year-old woman said she was stopped by Collins while walking um like to the store she said that he pulled over in his marked patrol car and began to talk to her. Then, um, the woman said she was concerned because she had cocaine and cash in her possession. And she knew that Collins liked to quote, pat the girls down. So he's got a reputation is what I've gathered from that.
0: I don't like that at all.
1: Collins performed the pat down on the woman and found the drugs and the money. Um and according to her story he then got into the uh, put her in the front seat of the patrol car mm-hmm. um he drove to a secluded area and um asked her what do you want to do and um she said what do you want a blow job so he pulled down his pants so she did and then when it was over, he said, keep your mouth shut or it will fuck you over in the long run. She said, oh, go ahead. I, nope. Okay. I can't. Um, she said she was asked or that she asked Collins to return her to where he picked her up. Um, he refused and dropped her off across town. cool yep so the third woman's allegations i
0: die at the end of this story because
1: no unfortunately he's still alive and again these are all allegations as of now um but it's rough yeah this uh the woman three was a 25 year old woman and she said her family knew collins and called him bobby so (laughs) it seems that they had like a a relationship and not just he was a cop, you know, um, Mm -hmm. she was never arrested by him, but had contact with him on several occasions over the years. Mm -hmm. In May of 2014, she was arrested for stealing something from a ride aid and transported to police headquarters after giving a false name. Okay. While she was there, Collins came in wearing his uniform and he told the other police that he knew her and, uh, and for whatever reason they released her. I guess he vouched for her. I don't know. Um, as she was walking away from the station, he drove up in the unmarked car and offered to give her a ride home. She said she initially declined, but after um, after prodding, she finally agreed to get in the car. Which, anybody listening, if somebody says no, it's just no. mm mm-hmm just for whatever thing. Like, do you want this brownie? If they say no, don't offer it. Do you want to ride home? If the answer is no, don't offer it. And do you want to fuck? If the answer is no, don't offer it again. Mm -hmm. Um, the woman said that Collins picked her up and drove her to, um, to a different area of town. And there she said in her police report, Collins began rubbing her legs and lock, locked the car when she tried to get out, and then he put her put his hands inside her shorts, and then um, violated her with his fingers. Cool. Yep. Um, she said that his fingernails hurt her, and he said, mm. "You like it? You? Mm-hmm.
0: I hate it." Side so much. note,
1: just to take a break from this, real quick. One time I had to go to sex ed training. <laughs> and that should be enough of a story in itself but um, one of the women was talking about the rise of digital rape among teenagers mm-hmm. and this like 900 year old woman was like I didn't know you could write people on the internet and I was like digits your fingers that's that's finger rape that's okay yes internet rape that's what we're talking about right now mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just the slowest drawn out. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, S- you should not be teaching anymore. <laughs> oh
0: my God.
1: Um, anyway, um, Colin, she says that Collins then asked her to perform oral sex. And, um, then and it
0: really doesn't seem like he's asking.
1: Right. Um, Then he grabbed your hands and put them on his crotch. Ew. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's how I ask for things, too. Like, even when I'm ordering at McDonald's, I walk in and I'm like, can I have a cheeseburger? And then I just go yank it off the shelf and walk away. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that you put (laughs) the hands on my crotch. (laughs) Listen, do you want to give me a double cheeseburger? (laughs) Nope. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, (sighs) So, then, when she refused, he diddled his skittle in front of her as she cried and closed her eyes.
2: No. Oh, no.
0: No. 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 After it was... No. No. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) No. Well... It gets worse. No. The affidavit states that after it was over, he asked her if he should pay her and she, quote, went off on him. Then he said... I'd have
0: been like, fuck yeah, you should. I charge (laughs) $85,000 for that. Fork it over, you bastard.
1: (laughs) Then he said, don't tell anyone because I know where you and your family live. And then he offered her a ride home like a gentleman, but she just walked.
0: mm, I'll take my chances by being skinned alive by my Uber (laughs) driver. Thanks.
1: Um, The fourth woman in July of 2014, she was 26 years old. She was a passenger in the back of a Volkswagen with two men um, who were pulled over by Collins. She said that he opened the back door and told her to get out of the car Um she's like, you know I wasn't driving, right? (laughs) She said she told Collins that she was a drug addict and he reached into her pants into her pants and squeezed her butt. That's a typical police pat down, right? (laughs) I don't think so. Pennsylvania. That's not how you do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wonder if everybody had to go to like training after this, like how to pat down a suspect. Then, First of all, <laughs> if it's a driving situation, you, you pat down the driver of the vehicle, not the passenger in the backseat. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Um, he began rubbing the inside of her legs while searching nope. under her bra. Under her bra. Nope. He said, I like what I feel. No. He then found two bundles of heroin that she had tucked into her genital area And one in her bra and he took them and told her that in order to get out of trouble, she should get in the cruiser with him, but then didn't even address the other two people in the car.
0: She for sure should not get in the cruiser with him. Don't do it. She claims
1: that he told her to give him a blowjob. Nope. And quote, you will get out of this. Nope. Then he pulled the police car into a parking lot behind the apartment complex where he'd pulled them over. Cool. The woman said she cried, but she complied. And then after he was done, he said, you're good to go. The woman said she got out and called her friends who picked her up nearby. Good to go. So, those are the four women who came out and um, spoke in the initial, like, in the initial affidavits. Um, So, in August 2019, um, it was later revealed that he was facing a second round of charges. And they had to delay his hearing because four more women stepped forward. So, um... The first woman of this new round, three of them spoke in his hearing, actually, um, in for his preliminary hearing in August. The first woman who spoke was 33 years old, and she claimed that she had a run-in with him sometime in the fall of 2015. Um, he stopped her while she was walking in the area to go get a pack of cigarettes. Um, she said that he asked if she was clean and she responded that she had bags of heroin and a cigarette pack in her purse um he said he asked if i wanted to make it go away she said according to the woman he led her down a nearby alley where she performed oral sex on him um and afterward he said this is our secret the second woman that's so gross. I know. The second woman, <laughs>
0: our secret,
1: oh, uh, is a forty-six-year-old woman, and she, um, she said Collins was going to give her a ticket for driving without a license in May of two thousand sixteen. She said she practically begged him not to issue her the ticket, and begged again when she happened to encounter him a few days later. So she said Collins asked, "What can we do about this?" and the woman got into the back seat of the police car where he drove her to an e- area near um near the post office. And then um she started to give him uh oral sex, but then they heard someone nearby so he zipped up and left her there. Okay? Sometime later, she realized that he had given her a ticket anyway. <gasps> Shut up. What an asshole. So she went to the police station to confront him because she seems like the most badass of... I mean, all of the, it sucks for all these women. It sucks yeah, for all these women. Right they are not weak by any means. And I think what I just no. said came across as I'm saying they're weak and they're not at all. No. But she was pissed and went by to confront him. So he led her to an empty room and said... Let me see your titties. Um, Ah, no. No. She said she showed them to him, assuming it would get her out of the ticket, because she did everything he asked her to, but she's still dealing with that ticket right now, today. Mm -hmm. The third woman who spoke at this hearing was a 26-year-old. She suggested... What's he, what was the most uh, aggressive account? So he took her into custody after finding she had a warrant, drove her to a secluded area near the Susquehanna River. Okay, Pennsylvania, let's do better at naming these things real words. I'm I sure that's, a Native, that's like American, a Native American thing. I'm sure Susquehanna. I just wasn't prepared for it right now. Okay. Um, so it's my fault, but I'm going to blame someone else. Pennsylvania, chiefly. Um. Then he... Bent her over the back of his car and raped her. No. Yeah. She said this incident happened in June of 2012 and was repeated after another run in with him of Octo- in October of that year. She said this
0: guy isn't dead.
1: <sighs> she said after the second instance, he told her to let him know if she gets into any trouble and he will always help her.
0: Pass.
1: Hard pass. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm like f- it's good I'll just go to prison thanks
1: the fourth woman um was not available for the hearing so the police officer who arrested um Collins testified on her behalf which is how you deal with that um, the woman's account was much the same as the first two with him suggesting that she quote take care of him and this will go away after he found I'm not prepared. Suboxone, Suboxone pills.
0: I don't know. Suboxone,
1: that's Dr. Sarah says. What is Suboxone pills? It is a. She's walking over here. I can hear her. (laughs) Guest appearance with Dr. Sarah.
2: Um, it's a medication that is used to help people who have um, addiction to narcotic medication. Okay. Um, so it's like, it's a long-acting drug. Don't remember if it's the one that has, I think it's, it's, it doesn't give you the pleasure response, so you don't have the withdrawal from it. Like, you take it, it act, it's long-acting, you don't, but it doesn't give you that, like, high feeling. It just keeps you from having withdrawals. Okay. Um, also... I don't know. So it's
1: just. It, yeah. So it's a controlled substance.
2: Yeah, you generally have to like. I don't even prescribe it. You have to have special training, and usually you get it like through pain management clinics or like addiction recovery clinics or things like that. I'm sure there are some primary care doctors who. do Like
1: it. a methadone clinic.
2: Yeah, kind of the same idea. Okay. Um. But um, I I'm I'm sure that in some places there are primary care doctors who do it out of their office. But gotcha.
1: I don't. Gotcha. Okay, so she had these Suboxone pills um, during the summer of two thousand eight. When it was whenever mm-hmm. he pulled her over, um, the woman says that she performed oral sex on him, um, saying that um, in her affidavit she said she was aware that Collins had a reputation of asking for sexual favors to get women out of charges.
0: Dude, if you have a reputation like, how has this not gotten back to anyone he works with?
1: Um. Brightside, his attorney, is a real gem. Oh, God. Um, He requested that four of the five charges of rape by forcible compulsion be dropped because only the third woman's testimony suggests rape because none of the rest of that was rape. Um, so the, it's judge, like the
0: intimacy thing from the Nexium, Like it's a difference between putting your finger in someone's mouth and then putting their finger in your mouth. Right. Exactly. It's like the intimacy. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with you.
1: Well, the judge just reminded him all this. that under Pennsylvania law, oral sex counts as rape when it's done without consent. So, sorry about it. <clears throat> um, he currently faces four counts each of intimidation of witness or victim. Mm-hmm. And obstruction of administration of justice and official oppression, three counts each of rape and involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, two counts of indecent assault, and one count each of aggravated indecent assault and false imprisonment. Um, and he remains free right now on the $125,000 bail. Um, well, aren't you special? So four of the women are have filed a civil lawsuit against him also. Good.
0: I hope Um, they get mega
1: paid. um, He was supposed to get a trial in September, but I couldn't find anything about that. So I, I saw that it was bound over to another court. So I imagine that that means that he's got a moment's reprieve before he has to go in.
2: So
0: that sucks. Yeah, actually, I thought you were going to be doing a different case. Oh, really? Which is why I thought that this was so... And it's because it's been in the media here. that This is why I thought the movie was based, like... I guess this is what I thought the movie was based on. Even though it's so old, I just didn't make the connection. But there's a guy in Oklahoma City who... His name is Daniel Hortzclaw. He was accused of sexually assaulting 13 African-American women during traffic stops. Um, Most of them had previous drug or prostitution convictions. Um, It was alleged that he targeted these women because they were poor, black, and no one would believe them if they came forward. He was convicted on 18 of 36 counts, including four counts of first-degree rape, and sentenced to 236 years in prison. So, bye, Bye. bitch! God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was said that he was ultimately brought to justice, but by targeting vulnerable and marginalized women, he could repeat his behavior multiple times before the first person came forward to accuse him. Hey,
1: America, let's wake up and fix that.
0: Yeah, this is terrible. Oh, my God. There's not even a word terrible enough
1: to describe how terrible this is at this point.
0: I... I I can't. Like, I... You know, and of course, like, in this movie, because it's Lifetime and because it was made in the 90s, you know, all these women were white women and the the police officer was a white man. But also in the movie, he got away with it. So... Right. That's not cool either. Maybe right. they should do, like, an updated version of this where he, like, really goes to jail at the end. That would for be a long, great. a long time. Or someone just shoots him in the street.
1: That one, too. <laughs> all right Um, yeah i
0: really hated this one it's just like a horrible also the it's 90s lifetime so they were very overt about the um like the showing of the sexual assaults which i have a hard time watching yeah yeah so that happened great
1: Do you have a Lifetime movie of the week?
0: Nope. My little movie of the week is that they remake this one, but the guy goes to jail for a long, 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 long time after it.
1: Me too. That's the one I picked. It's funny how we, um, I also am curious to see how this case that I just covered plays out. Yeah. Because, It hasn't seemed to get as much media traction as I feel like a case like this should, which is both good and bad. You know, I hate when the media destroys everything because they get involved and then somehow somebody feels bad for the culprit. Um,
0: Yeah. Although I wonder, because I wonder if like, because the Hortz Claw case was very... um, heavy media like heavily covered by the media like regionally like it was covered here so i wonder if like regionally in pennsylvania oh, people I'm are sure. like oh, we hear about this all the time what are you talking about i'm sure <laughs> um
1: and i am curious to see how this thing plays out um mm-hmm. all right well we need to skedaddle out of here not no, diddle do. a skittle we need to just no. skedaddle because we are mm-hmm. about to record this week's patreon episode Yes. And uh I've got a good one this week.
0: <gasps> oh, I'm so
1: excited. It's in fact I'm going to have to like edit it cuz my notes are a million pages long. But cool. it was one of those I can't stop. So
0: Is it spooky?
1: It is not spooky. It is Aww. not spooky. It is um a good Good old American fairy tale unsolved mystery, which may actually be solved pretty soon, and I'll talk about that too. Okay. So um until then, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Lifetime Sentence and mm-hmm. on Twitter at Life Sentence Pod.
0: Uh-huh. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Lifetime Sentence. Um email us with your thoughts and feelings and <laughs> not criticisms at <laughs> lifetime sentence podcast at gmail.com if it is a criticism just mark it so Paul reads it and I don't because I'll fall into a depression hole Um, and also join us over on the Patreon we're talking about some really interesting um, unsolved mysteries and we've got a good one for you this week so join us on the Patreon patreon.com backslash lifetime sentence and um-
1: Please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on whatever app you're listening to us on.
0: Rate, review, subscribe, use your friends' phones and rate us. Just like pop into their uh, podcast app and rate us real quick and then give them their phone back. Don't go through it. Just give it back.
1: Yep. And so (laughs) don't forget to eat your vegetables.
0: Charge your phone. Bye. Bye.
1: This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.